Hey guys, this week's show features Gigi Padrone. She's a lighting director, and I was so blown away by the work she did on the recent Failure Swerve Driver tour that I had to invite her on the show. She's worked with Queens and a Prince, and has done some amazing work with people like Jack White, Garbage, Bikini Kill, and the list goes on and on. She describes a lot about her work, how she makes art out of light, and what busking is. So please enjoy this week's episode with Gigi Padrone. Follow her at Gigi Lights on social media, ggilights.com. Follow us at Performance ANX on Twitter and Instagram. Go to performanceanx.threadless.com and buy things. All right, enjoy this week's show. Hi, my name is Gigi. I'm a lighting designer, and I'm here on the Performance Anxiety. It's so hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> performance Anxiety. You oh, my God, with my friends, it's hard to say. All right, so how, how have you been, by the way? Well, be very, very busy. It's my only day off, uh, the first day off in nine days, and uh, my only day off in two weeks, so. Oh, my gosh. Well, I promise yeah. I won't keep you all night. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> yeah, it really is my only day off. Oh my gosh! Well, I really do appreciate you taking some time on your only day off to yeah, talk to, to me. Push, uh, I'm so sorry. I I had to push back so many times. So, no, no, no. But, you know, it's just you've got to work. It's been crazy, yeah. It's been yeah. Crazy. Well, I mean, you, you're working with some amazing people, and you know, you you go right from the failure tour straight to Bikini Kill, and God knows what's next. I mean, it's uh, garbage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Garbage is awesome. I bet you Priscilla's thrilled to hear that. Oh, yeah. She's a good friend with Shirley. She's, uh, Priscilla's awesome. I love her to death. Yeah. She's so cool. All right. So you're, you're the lighting director, and we met briefly right after the uh, failure show at the 930 Club, uh, very briefly. All we ended up doing was actually talking about how much we didn't like Pearl Jam anymore. So. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> so You've been a lighting director for, uh, was it 17 or 18 years now? 19 years. 19 years. Yeah. Oh, my. So how did you get into this profession? Was that what you started off wanting to do, or is that something that you just fell into? It was something I fell into, uh, but mostly I'm a music fan, and I was, since I'm a kid, listened to music and went to shows, you okay. know? Yeah. Uh, um, since, you know, like being a teenager and being able to like go places by myself, uh, I would go every weekend to shows, several, several shows, festivals. And, you know, that was music always was what driven me and, uh, music and art because actually I studied art. I, I graduated in a fin art school in France. Okay. And, uh, I love art and I love music. So what's in What's what's the link between all that? And I just discovered that lighting was like by accident almost. I was like, I went to a venue and uh, I saw the lighting guy doing lights, and I just I just figure out that it's a thing. It was a job, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea before that. <laughs> uh, and uh, from like the first minute, I was like, oh, I want to do this. I wanna I wanna paint music, you so know. So what was the plan when you're in college? Because you studied, uh, you got a, a degree in art expression. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so, uh, art expression and history of contemporary art. Yeah. Okay, so so the plan obviously at that point was not necessarily to become a lighting director for some of the coolest artists on the planet, but uh, you must have had something else in mind. What what was your was your plan going into art school? Oh, uh, really? No plan. You can't really plan to be to become an artist. You can't really plan on on a career based on art. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I would say it's more finding yourself and uh, whatever you need to express yourself. You know, some people are drawing, some people are videographers, some people are photographers, some people are sculptures, and uh, that burns that I'm a lighting person. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. and uh, yeah, and uh, you've done some amazing work. Now, you said that you went to a, a show and you discovered what a lighting director was, you saw somebody working the lights at a show, and how did how did you go from being uh, just an attendee at a concert to getting into designing lights for bands? Well, uh, after that, I was like, oh, cool, lighting looks cool, I want to do that. So I went to see a band in my hometown that I knew, you know, very small hometown in France, and and it was like a pretty successful rock ska band at the time. Okay. And uh, I had an internship to do for my um, my university, as you call that, you know, my art mm-hmm. school. Right, right. Um, and I was like, okay, well, uh, can I do my internship with you? And they're like, well, we get a tour. So that's perfect. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, well, we don't have money to pay you. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. it's sort of, <laughs> It's fair game. Yeah. You know? Hey. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I discover I discovered the the touring world. Uh, then I validate my internship, so it's good for my degree, and I go. learn something new, and I get to be you know on a van with with a band and <laughs> go on the road. So that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, I was uh, nineteen twenty. I was twenty. Wow. Oh my God, twenty. I was. Gosh, I was probably sleeping through one of my classes in Rochester, New York at 20. Yeah. Uh, so, so you became an intern doing the lighting and what was your first real paying gig that you, that you did for, as a lighting director? Uh, well, the same band, like just after my internship. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just ah. stick with them as long as they wanted me for, you know? Okay. Um, and then um, on the road, I met another band while doing lighting for this band and they're like oh we got a tour coming and i did that tour and that tour was my first tour bus tour actually oh wow and then you know doing lighting for that band and another band and another band and that's that's it i've been on the tour bus for 19 years i went basically from like art school to a tour bus and i've never stopped since (laughs) oh my gosh that's and you've done the lighting for some amazing people. I've, I've, I've got a list here and I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. just to, just to let the listeners know, because this, this is, this list is amazing. Uh, you've done, you've been the lighting director for Beck, Sonic Youth, Weezer, Prince, Failure, Autolux, Ryan Adams, Jesus and Mary Chain, Foster the People, Rival Schools, uh, Father John Misty, Alan Johannes. Uh, let's see. And a band I've never heard of, but for some reason, the name just really intrigues me. Grim Skunk. Yeah, they're a French-Canadian band. Okay. okay. <laughs> they're, 
they have they punk rock in there, and they're pretty, they're pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to check them out because that's just a great name. Mm. So how did? Um, I'm gonna have to clarify your list there because. Oh yeah, please. Um, there because there is two part of my job. Okay. There's a part where I do a design for a band operate the lighting during the show and go with them on tour. Okay. There's also shows that I replace someone that's not available, that I didn't design myself. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. So, for example, Beck. You say, you seated Beck. I cannot say I am the lighting designer for Beck. I did shows doing the light for Beck when their LD was not available, not under my design. Ah, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, doesn't change the fact that I did the lights <laughs> right. for several shows, but it's not my own lighting design. This this particular example, okay. but uh, but re- the list of my own design is also pretty extensive. But yeah, that's uh, that's what that's what it is. So I did I did lighting design per se for uh, Queen of the Stone Age, uh, the last tour, Villain World Tour. Which I was did lighting amazing, design by the way. Tegan and Sarah, lighting design for Jack White, lighting design for At the Drive-In and Failure and uh, <laughs> so many other bands. <laughs> so what you know? goes what goes into designing the light for a concert, for, for a, a tour, I guess? What, what do you sit down with the band, you know, weeks ahead of time and just figure out what what their desire is and... You just go ahead and do it, or, or are you guys uh, planning out each song, or how, how does the whole thing work? How do you get it to work so well? Well, it really depends on what artists you're working with. Okay. Uh, usually, when a band reach out to me for their design, I do a search on them to okay. see what universe uh, they want to represent. Then we got to talk, and then I give them. Um, a design, a proposition, you mean, you know, like uh, renders. Right, right. Uh, most of the band I've been working with, like I would say 99% of the band I worked with, uh, give me full uh, full confidence. Okay, so you... I, re- I rarely had to sit with an artist song by song. This is not... This is not the type of clientele I have. Right. <laughs> and it's not the type of LD I am either. So... When you're designing for band, let's say, all right, so let's say like Queens of the Stone Age, and you they're not gonna, you don't have to sit with them song by song, but do you need, do you, do they tell you what songs they're gonna be playing on tour, and and you work around that? Or do you have to? Or do you have to it see really them? depends. It really depends. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it really depends. Uh, some band, for example, Queen of the Stone Age would change the set list uh, pretty much every night okay. or not following it. They have seven, seven or eight records out, yeah. and they are free to play any songs they want. Uh, Jack White didn't give me a set list, never. He doesn't do that. Okay. So all the shows are just, you know, just listen and go with the flow. So you're kind of uh, you're kind of improving along with with the band then. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's amazing. Definitely. Definitely when it's more of a jam band. Um, some band play also electronic music on tracks, and it's always the same tempo and everything. Okay. So there's, you know, every band is different. Some people work on the same set list every night for efficiency. Some people like to have fun with it and mix it around. Um, it's just more fun for me. <laughs> so 
I've heard, and, and you may have, you're gonna have to explain this part to me because I was I was reading up on what you do to try to understand a lo- little bit more about it while we talk, and I heard I read the term busking while you're you're doing mm-hmm. your writing show. Can you kind of explain to me what that is? Busking is operating the lighting live instead of having like a a um. Uh, I would put that like a Q sheet, a Q sheet, exactly a Q stack. Okay. Uh, Busking is having a lot of stuff on your console and and feel it, you know. So okay, so you're just kind of reacting to the to the band. You're basically almost playing another instrument because you're just following what the band does and reacting and doing your lighting Mm -hmm. to the move that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is (laughs) the fact that you can. You can do something like that and do it so well. That's amazing to me. <laughs> it's uh, again, it's a different style uh, lighting as all of styles. You know, we all are, we all are. Every LD have different way of doing things. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, we also have like a different clientele, different aesthetic. Um, so yeah. Where do you find? Where do you get inspiration? Like, like for example, on Jack White's tour, you, you uh, were the director, the lighting director for his Lazaretto tour. Uh, yeah, I did the Lazaretto and uh, the Blunderbuss. Okay. The tour before Blunderbuss. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh, awesome. How did? Now I know that the Lazaretto tour, you you were limited to just using the color blue. Was that your decision, mm-hmm. or was that something Jack no, that wanted? Was, that was something Jack wanted. Okay. How do you how do you find inspiration when when you're you've got a narrow set of parameters, like you just have to use blue. Well, it's for me. It, it triggers my uh, my creative process. You know, it's, it, I love challenges like this. It's uh, be able to set just one color, but have the intensity of a rock show. It's uh, it's not easy to do. I don't like easy. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? So having having tight parameters can actually force you to be more creative. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, and. I know there, I've seen some shows where there are video screens and, and all. Do you, do you deal with any of that? Uh, that's not my um, that's not my thing. Okay. Per se, I'm not a big uh, a video person. Uh, I think it takes it distracts from the band, and I, I that's not my style. Uh, I've been using projections. I like video projectors because okay. they're they're light source. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, but uh, for my clientele and uh, and the lights, the design I've been doing, I don't need video. This is for a different kind of production, I believe. You know, DJs, electronic music, right, yeah. pop music, all that. It makes sense for it to have a video, but not, you know, at the drive-in or Queen of the Stone Age or right. failure. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm doing Bikini Kill right now. With- not a video (laughs) (laughs) exactly Um, especially not jack white didn't want it video either um so no yeah it's uh it's a different genre i would say of the the work 
And is there, have you ever felt like you running the, you run the risk of, of maybe being, I, I, how to put this, um, instead of overshadowing the band, maybe? Is, is, that, is it a hard line to, to, to straddle being interesting without taking away from the band's performance? Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think lighting is to enhance a performance. You know, you yeah. should not like that. The, for me, it's just it's very subtle. That's why I don't use lasers or confettis or video or anything because, you know, that's, we, there's no need when you get a good band on stage. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You, you just you just want to enhance the experience. Yes, yes, enhance the the experience, and also, I um I, I basically only accept gig that I like the music and that I back up the project behind it uh, you know if, okay. if tomorrow like a, a band that's massive and i don't like call me to do the lights i will be saying no <laughs> so pearl jam calls you up tomorrow and you're like no i would it. say no yeah i would say no <laughs> <laughs> do you find that you have to get new equipment with bands because I, I saw on the queens of the stone age of villains tour you, you had these led mm-hmm. lights that look like panels going and but you know, I didn't see that on the failure tour or some other things. No, no, it's custom. It was made only. I, I do not recycle my designs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, everything like the the failure tour you saw that design with failure is the only time that you're gonna see it. Oh, you know, if gosh. you do another tour with another something else, it's gonna be a different design. Oh wow! So what do you do with stuff after you use it like that? If you if oh, it's rental. It's rental. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, that's that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I was sitting there going, holy <laughs> God, this poor woman's going to be shelling out bucks for this stuff and <laughs> never use it again. Jeez. No, no, no. It's rental. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, see, that's why this is why I want to talk to to people who do this amazing work because I don't know how this stuff works. You know, I, I don't know what you need to do to prepare and it, but it's fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, uh, it's a collaboration between a lot of different, a uh, lot of different people. You know, you get the financial part, which is more management and like budget manager. You get, uh, you get the lighting design per se. You get the lighting rental companies, okay. uh, trusting rental companies, the audio renting companies, the the set renting companies. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a lot of different work uh, coming together for one project. So does the size of the venue play a, a big part in yes, designing yeah. the show? Oh, yes, 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 definitely. You need to know what you're going to lead and what what for and where. Right, because <laughs> yeah, I can imagine the Queens of the Stone Age tour wouldn't have done as – you wouldn't really have been able to do it at, like, the 930 Club or – Oh, yeah, we would be able to. We'll oh, really? Smaller, it's easier. <laughs> oh, okay, because it, look, it yeah. looked like it's a massive setup. To, to do... Oh, we can always get down, you know. Ah, okay. Always get down. We like we adapt to the venue. Uh, the opposite is a big, uh, it's a bigger issue. Oh, For really? example, on the Queen of the Stone Age uh, tour, it was early during the tour, so I didn't add the entire lighting. Right, we were building up as we go. Okay. You know, uh, per period of touring, so adding more and more and more. But we played a massive venue in France called Bercy in uh, Paris and uh, very early during the tour and it was not enough light for that 
gigantic place. Oh, wow. Uh, period was the first very, very bad review of my work in oh. the press. And it took me so long to get over it. Because oh. uh, <laughs> I rarely have, have bad reviews. But when I do and it's in France, it's very, very hard to oh. say. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, the thing is that we were playing smaller size venues. So the lighting rig was, you know, adapted to that. And in the middle of it, a gigantic one. Oh, Which, God. you know, that's the way it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about touring with some of these bands in particular. What was your job, I guess, when you were touring with Prince? Were you the lighting director or were you filling in for somebody like you had mentioned earlier? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a, a Prince was a different animal because it's a big revolving crew. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, at the time I was there to replace. His LD at the time, uh, Charles, amazing guy, um, he was doing a few shows with Carly Rae Jepsen at the time. And he's like, well, I'll come to here. So will you be able to do it? And uh, okay. I came back and stayed after that, even with Charles. And we run the show with both console, the two of us. Um, so, yeah. Oh, wow. But, so- yeah, Prince was a different animal. He, w- he would do his lighting design by himself. You oh, know, really? One day he would show up and say, I don't want anything in the air, everything on the floor. Okay. okay, so wow. it was it was more it was, <laughs> you know, it was a show. Right, was, yeah, <laughs> and he, he was Prince. He Whatever he wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't calling Prince for nothing. So there you go, you know. <laughs> it was more. Uh, you don't call it lighting designer at this point. You call it lighting director. Okay, okay. Now your first tour in America was with Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. At that time, you didn't know a whole lot of English, right? Not much, no. I mean, was it difficult? a little bit that I learned at school, but yeah. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a little different than being on the tour bus and uh, doing my lighting job in English. I didn't know the technical world. Right. Okay. Was it very difficult to communicate the ideas back and forth with those guys at that point? Well, not the band. I would say not the band, but the local crew. You know, oh. when you do tours and you have a gear and you... You show up uh, in some region of America where you, I couldn't understand a word of what they were saying to me. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, the reverse was true, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't yeah. understand me <laughs> at all. <laughs> so <clears throat> let's say I learned uh, English very fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baptism by uh, fire, kind of? Yeah, exactly. A lot of swear words. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, yeah, those are good to learn early. Yeah, get that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, so, how has has lighting changed a lot in in the eight, 18, 19 years you've been doing this? Uh, the oh, te- yeah. Uh, yeah. The technology of it. Oh yeah, 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 completely. What's uh, been the biggest I was, change? Again, yesterday I was doing rehearsals and I set up a a three D lighting suite to program my lighting, my virtual lighting, uh, and I struggle with IP addresses. Oh, you know, gosh. like oh. I didn't have to struggle with 10 years ago. Uh, we didn't have IP addresses in the lighting world, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn the light on and like do the thing and turn the light off. But now in order for the lights, that is a super intelligent robot to communicate and it's to go, you know, it's now you're an IT person more than a lighting person. This uh-huh. is my my biggest uh, <laughs> My biggest frustration. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have problems with stuff like that just on my home computer. I can't imagine 
a lighting rig where you've got either what 10 12 or more lights just all with their own brains oh yeah sometimes they really don't want to play the game <laughs> <laughs> is there anything new on the horizon that, that you've seen that that looks really interesting that that can add to the concert experience in in your world in lighting yeah well you know without giving away (laughs) future secrets no i don't think well led was a big uh, revolution you know rgb white led yeah i mean it's not new now but it's still a big revolution for us not to having incandescent light and like and lamps and heavy power conception and you know those those led lights are amazing yeah <laughs> so well, for me that's the you can turn them into whatever too they, they're doing led lasers now geez. so it's like led is the it's already the future of lighting but like we're getting towards full led well i went to uh i went to college back in the early 90s and i was a photography major so whenever we needed to change lights we were using gels and filters and all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, with the, the the LED lights and everything the way it is now, you don't have to use any of that stuff anymore, do you? Not anymore, no. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's just all programmed on your console. Exactly. Yeah, wow. yeah. You, yeah. They're all robots. They all have a brain. They all have many possibilities, and they they can mix an infinite amount of color. That's and that's just amazing to me. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You know, the gels catching fire because the lights got too hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Now you don't have to do. You don't have to burn yourself focusing light because yeah. you know, it's TV, it doesn't get warm either. Yeah, exactly. It's it's an, that's amazing. That that to me is is truly insane. Now, you, and the weight, <clears throat> the weight. You know, it's considerably less heavy. Oh wow! <laughs> you got less power demand. It's less heavy. It's uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember having to carry you know big, big huge lights and, and, and monolights and all, and they were just enormous and heavy and power supplies for those enormous batteries that I'm carrying mm-hmm. around for studio shots. And, yeah, and not anymore. That's oh man. See, I was in yeah, it at the wrong the, time. You know, exactly. I got in it, I got out <laughs> of it too fast. They they have like a DMX wireless now, so you don't. I mean, it's still work in progress. It's not 100% reliable, but right. it's working there towards that. And, um, you know, what uh, my wish for lighting, if I had one, yes. is that uh, going back to, going back to the time of Tesla and uh, let him invent uh, power without cables, you know? Oh, yeah. Because that's the main thing, even though now lighting – it's LED, so it's way less power and way less cable. It's still way too much cable. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned that you you rent a lot of the lights, but is mm-hmm. you run with the same console? Is is, is yeah. there is that the only piece of equipment that you actually have and, and keep and take everywhere with you, or is there more? No, this is uh this is my tool. This is my That's instrument. God, my instrument. Yeah, That's I can have anything else. This is my, uh, you know, it's. It's my keyboard, my my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, my instrument. Watch it. I got a chance to watch you work a little bit in DC, and it was it was mm-hmm. amazing. You you were just dialed in on on the, <laughs> the the band, and it was just for for doing it all live without having a cue sheet and and and, and timers or anything. It was 
the show was magnificent and I wanted oh, thank you. well I wanted to thank you for just <laughs> failure is one of those bands that I always I wanted to see since back in the 90s and I never got a chance to see and I finally got a chance to see him and it was even more incredible because of the the show that you helped to put on so oh, thank you I wanted to thank you for the amazing because <laughs> it and and I'm not uh, I'm not exaggerating one bit when I say it was probably the best concert I've ever seen oh wow so oh, wow. <laughs> it was and I, and I saw Pearl Jam once so <laughs> it was much better than that mm-hmm. so. cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, awesome. do you do you play any instruments at all no I play the lighting console well I see a guitar in the background there yeah <laughs> well yeah it's just I'm terrible at every instrument <laughs> For a reason, the only thing I can do rhythmically is doing lighting because, you know, I can't play, I can't sing, I can't dance, <laughs> but I'm always on, on cue for lighting for a reason. My hands are and my brains, but the rest is not. Well, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I can't, I, I <clears throat> pretend to play guitar and I don't even try to sing, but I love my camera and I love trying to document bands the best I can and, mm-hmm. uh. I, I I think the, some of the shots that I got were because of your lighting were just so dramatic and it was just really can't say enough about the entire experience. Now, is there a, a social are there social media accounts or a website where people can find out who you've worked with in the past and, and maybe who you're um, working with? Yeah, uh, actually, I have a website. Um, <laughs> I don't maintain it too well because <laughs> I, I don't have time, but I do have a website, uh, gglights.com. Well, you're never home, so how can, how, how can you update it? Well, I can update it on my laptop, but, you know, like, <laughs> when I have two hours during the day between sound check and, and dinner, I'll go sleep. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I was trying to give you an excuse, but that's all right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll definitely keep up with that. But, yeah, that's my um, most current website. Is there a, Are there social media accounts? Now, if, if people post pictures of the shows that you're on – where, where can they tag you on it? Do you do you mind if they tag you on on pictures? No, I don't. I don't mind. Uh, I have an Instagram account. Right. Uh, Gigi Lights, <laughs> same well, thing. G i g i l i g h t s. Gigi with multiple lights. I usually have multiples. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm not a. I'm not a social media animal. I don't really post often, but you know, like once a week, probably post a picture in there. And, yeah, I really encourage people to, to check, keep try to keep an eye on on uh, find out why where where you're going to be who you're working with because you've done some of the the greatest performance that I've been to and in doing the research you know I unfortunately I didn't get a chance to see the Queens of the Stone Age tour or Jack White but I did get to go back and look at some of the videos and it was really astounding the the, the lighting it was. The art that goes into it is one of the reasons why I definitely wanted to have you on the show and, and mm-hmm. talk to you about where you get this, this creative energy, this, this, this creative voice in, in something that, that most people wouldn't think could be that creative. Yeah, true. Well, it's, it's just my way of expressing myself, you know. Uh, I, need, I, need it, uh, I need it out of me. I need to do it. It's like right. – People that write, people that paint, people that film. Uh, I need that to be fulfilled in order to be 
happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's the, the creative the the creative process in me needs to be out, otherwise it drives me crazy. Are you one of those people that that uh, feels satisfied with the show, or are you always nitpicking what you're oh, doing? Oh no, I'm on never. I have never said there's always a reason not to, you know. Yeah. But uh, for me, the lighting, lighting rock shows, especially, was a was a calling made in heaven because I didn't even know until last year I did I found some article about it. But I have, I have some condition. I'm not gonna call it condition, but something called uh, chromesthesia. Okay. Which I was born that way. When I hear music, I know ex- I have like I hear shapes and colors okay so so the instantly it instantly make sense to me when i hear music it's like it goes through me that's why i bust the shows because when i hear it the the vibe of it or the i don't even know what to explain it it's you know when you hear music you get a, a visual impact. yeah yeah it's more complicated than a it's not a clear visual but it's right a, yeah, I know the the color. I know the shape of it. It's okay, just a little weird to explain. I think I think I kind of understand what you're saying. I, I, I mm-hmm. it it kind of makes sense to me. It, it it does have a this condition again. It's not a condition, but this thing have a different variance. Some people see color with, with numbers. So so yeah. Oh, that's chromastasia. Chromastasia. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing. I thought, you know, everybody had some kind of <laughs> quirks. Everybody got quirks, and uh, that was mine. And, and you, uh, I didn't know it, it would come so handy. Okay, exactly. You turned it into a career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've, I'm keeping you quite a while here, so I'll let you go in a minute. But I've, I've wanted to know if there's any artists out there that you haven't had a chance to work with that you'd really like to. Uh, of course, I do have a, like Ariel Stark. I do have a list. Yo, you got your list. <laughs> All right, who tops yeah. that list? The top of the list right now, yes. as of now, I would say Nine Inch Nails. Ah, oh, excellent. Uh huh. Nine yeah. Inch Nails, and then just after that, it would be Fit No More. Oh wow! Because 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 Fit No More, and also because Mike Patton. Uh, I never worked with Mike Patton any of his project. He does have so many projects, and I'm a big fan of his. Yes. Uh, never got to work with him yet, so he's on my list. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that I I can absolutely see you working with with both of those guys. That that's, that would be incredible, particularly <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. I can definitely see you working with with Trent Reznor, and and doing an right. amazing job. Yeah, I think we could we could collaborate quite well with uh, the aesthetic uh, fits mine, the universe fits mine. So well, you know what we'll have to do. <laughs> All right, so anybody who sees the show that Gigi is the lighting director for, tag Trent Reznor in it <laughs> and Gigi, and then maybe we can we can all make that work. Yeah, he does have the perfect team, though. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Trent Reznor always work with the best, so. His creative team and his LDR the best. I don't see why he would call me, but well, maybe in the future. <laughs> it, well, exactly. You know what? Everybody needs a, a new inspiration every once in a while. So Yeah, exactly. Oh, Gigi, I promise I will let you go. Thank you so much for spending <laughs> some of your time with me. I know you, you get very few days off, so I really do appreciate it. No, no problem. Thank you very much. Okay, well, let's keep in touch. Definitely. Thank you so much. It was, it was really awesome talking to you. No problem. We'll Call talk- back in time. I have so many more things to say. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 